This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and coming up, we'll talk heart health and how you can take a proactive approach to your heart health. We'll be talking to the folks at HeartFit Clinic here on Vancouver Consumer. But first, did some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. There is no worse feeling for a renter than seeing a for sale sign on the front of the building where they live. That's according to B.C. Premier David Eby, who announced on Thursday that the B.C. government has created a half a billion dollar fund to protect rental properties and their tenants from housing speculators. EB says the Rental Protection Fund allows nonprofit groups to buy older buildings and protect renters from property speculators. He says the housing crisis has worked in the favor of large international corporations as they buy up homes that people count on for affordable rent. Meantime, a new report from Royal LePage shows Canadian home prices are down on average across the country for the first time since the end of 2008. The house price survey shows the median aggregate price of a home in the fourth quarter of 2022 was down 2.8% compared with the end of 2021. It was not a great holiday season for Canadian airlines, or should I say it was not a great holiday for people using those airlines. And executives uh, this past week offered a mix of apology and explanation. Some would call that excuses. As they laid the blame for the chaotic holiday travel season on Mother Nature, uh, representatives from Sunwing, WestJet, and Air Canada appeared before the Federal Transport Committee on Thursday to explain to members of Parliament what happened in the days before and after Christmas when thousands of passengers saw their flights delayed or cancelled. Transport Minister Omar Algebra testified himself. He has already said he wants to beef up the rules that airlines must follow with new legislation that could be coming as soon as this spring. Meantime, a consumer advocate for air passengers says customers should automatically be entitled to compensation from airlines when their flights are disrupted. Gabor Lukacs says Canada should make it so that passengers don't have to make the claims on their own. Lukacs serves as president of Air Passenger Rights, a nonprofit group that made recommendations last month to a parliamentary committee studying transportation issues. MPs have since launched an emergency committee study on the widespread disruptions felt across the country's air and rail industries over the holiday period. Via Rail Canada is now offering refunds and credits for travelers whose trains were immobilized during the holidays. The CEO of Via Rail, Martin Landry, is apologizing saying the railway has not only fallen short of the expectations of customers, but has also not lived up to its own standards. Uh, the railway says some factors, like severe weather, were beyond its control, but it should have been more forthcoming in sharing information about delays and in communicating updates. And if you've been waiting for your Nexus border crossing application to be processed, this could be good news. Nexus cards are, of course, issued to pre-approved Canadian and American travelers, allowing them to dramatically cut wait times at the Canada-U.S. border. If you're like me, you think about getting one every time you're stuck in a border lineup. 
but forget about it as soon as you get through. Uh, the problem with the Nexus passes lately has been that applications to get one have been stalled in Canada because of a dispute over U.S. border agents on Canadian soil, mainly the fact that the U.S. agents want to carry a gun, but they're in Canada. The dispute has basically meant that the Nexus enrollment centers have ground to a halt. And this past Tuesday, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and U.S. President Joe Biden agreed to what they call a workaround that could ease the backlog of 30,000 Canadian Nexus applications. Vancouver members of the American Chamber of Commerce in Canada say the Nexus program fuels about $1.5 billion in trade every day between the two nations. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, it's all about keeping your heart healthy. Some good tips when we come back on getting ahead of a heart attack. Diamond Fernandez from the Heart Fit Clinic is next. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. We're three weeks into January. Are you still going to the gym? Good luck with all those resolutions. Uh, The new year, good time to regroup, take stock of your health, take steps to get healthier. And if you're concerned about your heart health, maybe it's in your family. Maybe you've had a scare already. There are ways to be proactive. And with me now is someone at the leading edge of heart health and how to get ahead of heart problems before it's too late. He also believes many of the things that we've come to believe about heart attacks and overall heart health are either misguided or just plain wrong. Diamond Fernandez is the founder of Heart Fit Clinic. They have a location here in Burnaby, Douglas Road. You can go to heartfit.ca and uh, Diamond is with us now. Happy New Year, Diamond. Good to have you. Happy New Year. Great. So um, let's start off with with some kind of sad news, but it, it kind of illustrates the fact that uh, heart attacks and heart problems are not just a male disease. Uh, Heart disease is not just for men. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley, who died this past week at the age of 54. And uh, I mean, it just goes to show you that uh, cardiac arrest can happen to women too. And it obviously is in their family. But uh, I I guess um, it's kind of a a sort of a wake-up call to everybody. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's super sad. Obviously, my her thoughts go out to those people that obviously are her, her family and and friends as well. And you know, fifty four years old to die from a heart attack, uh, obviously that's pretty young, and so uh, pretty sad. But yeah, it, it can happen to women, <laughs> absolutely. It's a leading cause of death of men and women, and most women feel that oh, I don't need to worry about this. This is not something. It's a man's disease, and and that's not true. Um, artery disease is something that can affect anybody. And so uh, at the HeartFit Clinic, our focus is to help people prevent and reverse heart disease. So, um, you know, when you look at that part of it and you, and you hear even of these athletes dropping from heart problems and you're like, well, gosh, what's happening? And when people come into the HeartFit Clinic, it's about being proactive and proactive. Obviously, it can happen from different side of things. So when we look at that part of it, we could see people who are, are maybe uh, an executive. We do a lot of corporate assessments or people who, uh, you know, are important and everyone is important, but they want to know where their risk is of a heart attack or stroke 
just so they can be proactive and make sure, look, I'm, I'm, I'm leading this, I'm managing this, or I'm managing a household or whatever it is. I got to be around for my kids. They're just being proactive to make sure that they don't have a heart attack or stroke. I mean, you hear of a friend that had a heart attack. Unfortunately, um, early this week, I, um, I got a video of uh, four guys that were playing badminton and ended up one of them dropped from a heart attack. And I was just, and it makes me sad. I never got up from that. So, uh, and in their forties. And so heart disease can happen to anyone, but you want being proactive. That's an important thing, you know, for Mm -hmm. people who might have even elevated risk, they might have high blood pressure and they think, okay, well I'm controlled with medications. Well, that's not, sometimes good enough. There's a reason why you ended up with this or diabetes or abnormal cholesterol. You know, this is, this is something that's super important and we get to understanding the elevated risk. But then of course, as you mentioned, uh, those people already have established disease. They might have chest pain or heart failure or heart disease. They've had a stent or bypass surgery, heart rhythm concerns, palpitations, atrial fibrillation. Those are all people that we see that help reverse a disease process. And that's um, very gratifying to do as well. So. Right. And in, in Lisa Marie's case, her father, Elvis Presley, died at the age of 44 from cardiac arrest. And her grandfather, Elvis's dad, died at 64 of a cardiac arrest. So, so uh, lineage is hugely important to all this. If, if heart disease is yeah, in the it, family, it's something to look at, right? Gosh, I could spend I could spend a whole hour plus talking about epigenomics and cardiogenomics and think about that part of it for a second because most people think that, oh, I don't have genetics, so I don't need to worry about it. So let me talk about that first. Okay. Because if we go in the hospital and we see all the patients in the heart ward or the you know, the wing of the heart uh, in the hospital, most of them, and I'm saying probably only maybe five to 10% of them are accounted for genetic risk. Meaning the other 90% is lifestyle. Something they did in their lifestyle got them to have, have heart disease. So it's not always genetic, but let's talk about genetics for a second because you you, you talked about Lisa Marie Presley is you have these light switches. Think about the, the DNA and genetic makeup Think of them as light switches, and based on what you do in your life makes it get activated or turns on that light switch. So, for example, if I smoke uh, and you smoke, we might react completely differently, and you could smoke until you're 90 and never have a heart attack, and we hear about that. Or I could smoke and drop dead of a heart attack at age 40, right? It's these light switches that get turned on and that's our uh, genetics, our, our cardiogenomics that we'll get uh, that we can get into to see: Are you on this path based on what you do? Right. Same idea. If you have, we hear about coffee is good for you, coffee is bad for you, coffee is good for you. No, it depends if you have a genetic light switch that turns on that allows you not to process caffeine as well. Right. So every body is different and reacts differently to different things. Even if there are as bad, we know that smoking is not good for you. But this is why someone can never have a heart attack, be living at 95 and still smoke and never be okay and, uh, you know, never have any problems. Whereas someone who drops dead of a heart attack at 40, then someone has a completely different disease such as lung cancer and they, they have a problem at 50. Everybody has different genetic codes that gets turned on from light switches. So 
yeah, that's important to look at. And that's what we do at the HeartFit Clinic. We get into that aspect of seeing why someone is on this path of a heart attack, but more importantly, doing testing that goes above and beyond the healthcare system to see where your risk is of a heart attack. And we're the only clinic that focuses on that. Diamond Fernandez is the founder of HeartFit Clinic. They are on Douglas Road in Burnaby, 1126 Douglas Road in Burnaby. And if you go to the website heartfit.ca, you can find out everything that they're about. You can also give them a call, 604-330-4348. But generally, the process for people who are interested in getting involved with the HeartFit Clinic, I guess the first thing is is to get an assessment, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, first step is we do a consultation. We do that free of charge to to find out, uh, you know, if this is for you. And, you know, we go through your reason as to what's going on. Like everybody, there's a lot of complex concerns and sometimes it's simple enough. But if it's whatever stage it's at, we do an assessment. There are different levels of assessments that we can do with people based on what they share with us. But it's first about doing an assessment and then getting to addressing the imbalances that we see that is advanced blood work that goes above and beyond our healthcare system to go through that. Now, I know you're going to ask me, so I'll just start to go through that. Well, how does it differ, right? And so how does it differ than going to your family doctor or how does it differ than going to my cardiologist? And I, I think everybody loves you, right? And the problem is, is that when you go to your family doctor, there's just not much in that toolbox to see where your risk is of a heart attack or stroke. But wait a minute, my doctor keeps track of my important things. Absolutely. They should make sure that you, you, know, you don't have high blood pressure. They should make sure that you don't have diabetes. Those, those are things uh, are important. Make sure you don't have, uh, you know, make sure those big things are taken care of. But what about cholesterol? Make sure cholesterol is okay. Well, this is where the myth happens. And this is where I think media has been wrong to us. People think that cholesterol accumulates to this pipe and you have a last piece of pizza or eggnog that you had over Christmas and you had a heart attack or stroke. And it does not happen that way. And this is where the artery is a lot more complicated. It's not, and here's where I say it all the time, every show, the artery (laughs) is not a pipe. It's a muscle. Right. And, and if this artery is a muscle, it's super complicated. And so this is where I talk about there's there's specific linings to the artery wall. And I, if I get our listeners, of course, if you're driving, just be OK. But I'm going to get you to make the AOK sign where you put your thumb and finger together and you make a circle. That's what the inside of your artery looks like. It's all skin. And that skin can get damaged, just like the skin outside of our body here. It can get damaged. And if that skin gets damaged, it leads to the process of plaque building up inside the lining of the artery wall. But it's not just that. When the skin gets damaged, you have tennis balls and golf balls. And and it's only the smaller particles. So if you take the LDL, which is the bad cholesterol, which is the only thing that, uh, you know, irritates me, the only thing that doctors pay attention to because there's a medication for it. And the problem with that is you're lowering the whole bucket. You only want to pay attention to those small particles because those small particles, like the, like the tennis balls and golf balls, so that only the golf balls, they're smaller, right? They can go through a tennis net-like structure. And when those golf balls go through, it causes a plaque-building process where it builds up like a pimple on your face. So it's a lot more complicated than something accumulating to. First, you have to have something damaging the lining of skin. Then you have to have those small particles. 
then they have to get broken down, and then you have a whole bunch of, uh, of, of immune activity that happens there where it builds up like a pimple on your face. And we're the only clinic that looks at the artery wall like this, where we see where your risk is of a heart attack or stroke, looking at the small arteries, looking at the big arteries, looking at the artery function, so we see what's going on there. Now, right. the big thing that we fo- yeah, the big thing that we focus on on that side of things is well, okay, well, how do we differ than the cardiologist? And the cardiologist loves you too, but they're looking for a plumbing problem, right? Think of it like a five-lane highway system. All five lanes are open. You got to have four out of five lanes for it to be a problem, but you miss ninety percent of heart attacks that way, right? Because it builds up like a pimple on your face. Everyone's had that pimple pop on your on your face before, but if it pops inside the lining of your artery, that's a heart attack. Right, that's stuff that we want to be able to reverse at the HeartFit Clinic. Right, so you're not replacing the the family doctor or the cardiologist. You're just sort of uh, you're you're supporting bridging a gap, bridging a yeah. gap. We're, yeah, we're we're bridging an important gap because the cardiologist is too. They're looking too far out. Right, they're looking for a plumbing problem, and your family doctor, and even if they. Even if you went even more precise, which I don't recommend, but if you looked for the plumbing problem, they found a plumbing problem, doesn't mean that you always have to stent it or bypass it, right? You hear about people getting stents and bypasses. Now, the trial shows, the trials now isn't going on for decades, but the latest trial, uh, the ischemia trial shows where that something is damaging that lining of skin and, you know, we talk about that part of it. They're saying, okay, well, if you have a plumbing problem, Let's stent it or bypass it. And then the other group will just give medical therapy. And we found no differences in outcomes, meaning that you're better off just leaving the artery alone because stents and bypasses are important if you are in the hospital as an emergency, if you're having a heart attack, if you're having that concern. That's where that problem occurs that way. Mm -hmm. Diamond Fernandez, author of the book Beating Heart Disease and the founder of HeartFit Clinic. They're at Douglas Road in Burnaby. You can also go to their website at heartfit.ca. You can give them a call at 604-330-4348. Plus, they have a a toll-free number, 1-877-700-4348. It's the HeartFit Clinic. And when we come back, as I say, it's, uh, you know, three weeks into the new year. uh, We'll find out what you can do tomorrow or even today. To, to move towards a healthier heart. We'll have more with Diamond Fernandez from the Heart Fit Clinic when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong and on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon, we're talking to Diamond Fernandez. He's the author of the book, Beating Heart Disease. And you can uh, order that book on the heartfit.ca websites, heartfit.ca. Uh, Diamond is also the founder of the HeartFit Clinic. They're at Douglas Road in Burnaby. And uh, you can give them a call, 604-330-4348. And uh, Diamond, before the break, we were talking about how the HeartFit Clinic bridges the gap between the family doctor and the cardiologist. So what happens to the, the patient? They go to their doctor and they say, oh, you have elevated cholesterol or you're at risk 
and uh, as you call it, a, it's a, a plumbing problem. So they come to you. How does the HeartFit Clinic? Uh, what are, What are the next steps that you take that uh, that the the your family doctor can't take? Well, I I think it, it comes down to getting to the root of the problem, right? And and that's a big thing as how we differ. So if you have high blood pressure, when you come to the HeartFit Clinic, I want to know why, right? If you have high cholesterol. I want to know why, and I want to know what particles are vulnerable. Because if you follow a Band-Aid approach, and while I think it's important sometimes, especially for blood pressure, but not for cholesterol, I'm saying something that's funny, but um, I'll explain it right now. When There, there was a study that was done. It was 136,905 people, so almost 137,000 people in the study. And in this study, 83% of them had normal bad cholesterol or normal LDL cholesterol, which is the bad portion of cholesterol. But all that cholesterol is not that bad. It's only those small particles, which are those golf balls that I talk about, not the large ones, which are the tennis balls. So if you have normal particles or normal cholesterol, it's not about that. It's really, uh, it's about understanding the particle size. And if you have high cholesterol, you might have the larger tennis ball. So it doesn't matter. So my point is, is when you come to the Hartford Clinic, we want to know why you have that or what can we do to reverse high blood pressure or diabetes or inflammation to the artery wall or anything that's happening to see what's going on to get to the root of that uh, situation so we can go a lot more in depth. So that's, that's one thing how we differ. And then if you do have, like, obviously, okay, Houston, we got a problem, you know, we got to throw everything at you. You don't necessarily know, need to go and do you know, angiograms and, and more invasive testing or, or nuclear testing like MIBIs, you don't necessarily need to go down that route. There's a time and place for that. And it, because it leads to invasive testing, it's invasive to the artery wall. And I, and I got our listeners, mind you, be careful if you're driving, but if you put your thumb and finger together, that's what the inside of the artery looks like. It's all skin. And something has to damage that lining of skin and one of those things is going do more in testing, that sometimes more testing could do damage to the lining of the artery wall. So those are the things that you have to be careful with when we're looking at that side of things, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's another big thing. So right. this is where, yeah, this is where we go a lot more in depth to help people grow new arteries and improve the artery health and artery function. And that's what we do at the Hartford Clinic. And that's an interesting thing that uh, people don't talk about. You can actually... Uh, I, am I saying this right? Literally grow new arteries or at least make them make the existing arteries stronger. Yeah. So both, (laughs) so both, um, yeah. So, and and it's, and it's, let's just think of an analogy and it makes sense to people. You have a five lane highway system. We talked about that, you know, all five lanes are open, no problem. Right. But let's say that's your route to the office. You're going down the highway, all five lanes are open, no problem. But let's say we have construction on the side of the road. What, is the, um, uh, what does the flow of traffic look like, right? It doesn't flow exactly like it's supposed to, right? Um, uh, but, you know, those are, that's the first step to look at. Now we close one lane. And then we do this every month. We close one lane every, every month. So now this month we close one lane of the highway. Still four lanes are open, but you'll deal with that traffic. You'll sit there. You'll deal with that because still four lanes are open. It's better than me finding, you know, a different route. Two lanes closed. You're like, oh, gosh, this is getting crazier. Um, this traffic is getting a little bit uh, a problem, right? So now we close, next month we close three lanes. 
So three lanes are closed. Two lanes are only open on that highway system. And we're doing this gradually. Now, at this point, you're like, okay, forget this. I'm going to start at least to find some different routes. But it might still be better to stay on that highway system because two lanes are still open. But now I close four lanes. Four lanes closes up. Now everything's now really congested. I'm better off now starting to find those side roads. Now all of a sudden it goes from four lanes to five lanes closed. Your body at least is prepared for it. Where your body is not prepared for it is if we close one lanes or two lanes and all of a sudden it goes from two lanes to all five lanes closed having an accident there, that's a heart attack. That's where you need to go to the hospital and see the cardiologist and get that stent or bypass. But if it's gradual, if it's four lanes out of five lanes closed, the, the trial is the ischemia trial, and it's been, again, a decade more of that stuff where it's coming up from there. It basically says, should we stent them or bypass them or should we leave them alone? And the answer is we should just leave them alone, right? And it depends on the area and all that part of it too. But this is where the HeartFit Clinic can help you grow those new arteries to help you improve the artery health and artery function. So um, those are the things that we go um, – you know, we go more in depth with to seeing where risk is of a heart attack or stroke. So that's, that's, where, um, that's where we go a lot more in depth to seeing what's happening in terms of heart, heart disease. Now, we know that obviously there are a lot of things that can, um, that can affect the artery wall. And this is where we go more in depth to see there are hundreds of things that can damage the lining of the artery wall. And the HeartFit Clinic looks at a lot of them to be able to heal the artery wall, and that's where we talk about improving the artery function, right? And so, anyway, let's go back to that four lanes out of five lanes closed. This is where external counterpulsation would be a better treatment option to help grow new arteries, to help improve the artery function, while addressing all the imbalances that we see through our assessment to address those and help improve the artery health that way. Is it possible to, to explain the counterpulsation therapy, what it does? Is it to, yeah, so that we could understand yeah, it? I mean, uh, absolutely. So what happens with external counterpulsation? It's a safe, non-invasive treatment there where a patient lies on the bed. And usually we educate you a lot while you're on the, on, the, on the bed, but some people can meditate or relax or sleep. But it pumps blood back up to the heart. So what happens is you have these cuffs around your calves. You have cuffs that go around your thighs and then around your buttocks. And it sequentially inflates, and it's tied to your cardiac cycle. So your heart beats, it contracts, and then it relaxes. It contracts, and then it relaxes. So when the heart contracts, the cuffs relax. When the heart relaxes, the cuffs contract. And it's pushing a massive amount of blood volume back up to the heart. And when we're pushing that blood volume through the cardiac cycle and retrograding blood flow up the the, the, the heart, we're able to push a massive amount of blood volume out. And we know that blood flow heals. And also blood flow promotes the growth of new vessels. And so the premise behind this is that when we're increasing a massive amount of blood flow to the heart, it's safe, it's painless, there's no radiation. It's, it's an amazing treatment option to help grow new arteries, to improve the artery function. So who is this for? It's for someone who has poor circulation. Diabetes is a big one. It's for someone that has, um, is heading towards a stent or bypass surgery or has had a stent or bypass surgery or for someone that's trying to Im uh, improve their artery health. But now the studies are coming out. It also helps improve with long COVID because we now know that COVID 
um, actually is one of those things that can damage the lining of the skin. And when we heal that skin or that lining of the artery wall, that's where we start to help improve symptoms from COVID, right? Or, and, and there are a lot of people that might have vaccine injuries. The same idea. These things can damage or possibly damage the lining of the skin. And this is where we can heal the artery wall and help improve the artery health. And this is one of the treatments that can, the studies now have shown that, that can help improve that part of it from that side of things. Obviously, our focus is on the arteries, and we're trying to improve that endothelium, that inner lining of the artery wall. Again, it's all skin. And how we improve that is with improving blood flow. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting. And it's amazing to think about how your heart is working 24-7 all of your whole life yeah. without a break. And it's funny, we seldom think about it. It's really insane. We're, we're talking to Diamond Fernandez. Uh, he is the founder of the HeartFit Clinic. They're out in Burnaby on Douglas Road. You can go to heartfit.ca for more information. 604-330-4348. Uh, you can go in for a free consultation and uh, you can uh, talk about some of these treatments and, and where does uh, exercise and nutrition fit into all this? Well, absolutely. Those are huge, important things. And so, uh, you know, we're coming to, obviously, we're well into the new year now, or obviously a little bit in there. And um, I think, what was it just three uh, weeks. a couple weeks here now? So, yeah, three weeks. And so, um, you know, it's uh, time flies, man. Just January is flying by here. So anyway, it's, um, it, it, you know, we, we have these goals and these resolutions and it's time to reset. And sometimes we ate too much and, uh, you know, or, or we, you know, we, we abuse ourselves in the holiday. And actually, unfortunately, one of my really good friends is having that problem right now. And so it, it and they're seeing us in our clinic. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that all these things, um, you know, it gives us a time to reset, right? A new year, trying to reset, new you. And, you know, hopefully you're keeping with your resolutions. But exercise is, you know, just getting out and moving is a first stepping stone, right? That's the, the first part. Now, some people might be scared to exercise. They're scared of, well, you know what? Exercise is so good for you, but I'm scared to exercise. I hear about, you know, I hear about Hamlin, uh, you know, the football player dropping with a yeah. cardiac arrest, and he's super fit. And, and you know, DeBar Hamlin has a problem, and you're like, oh, gosh, well, he's an athlete. Well, I'm not an athlete, and I don't need to go and push myself like that. You don't. Just keep, be active because when you're active, and there's a balance, right? There's a balance. If you do too much, you can damage the lining of the artery wall. If you do too little, you could damage the lining of the artery wall. So there's a balance, right? And that balance mm -hmm. is by healing the artery wall. Exercise is one of those powerful things. So we know exercise is important. If you're scared to exercise, come to the HeartFit Clinic. We can test you, make sure we give you peace of mind, and make sure it's safe and effective for you to exercise, right? That's something that we can do at the HeartFit Clinic. And then, of course, nutrition. Nutrition, we can get into nutritional imbalances and nutrition deficiencies. And, you know, when you look at nutritional imbalances, okay, well, this is my year to eat more vegetables and all that part of it. We know that's all good for you. So if I keep it in a broad scale of way to, to say this and to help all of our listeners is if anything has to advertise to you, stay away from it. <laughs> that's my biggest rule of thumb because... You know, and, and I write that in my book all the time. Uh, everyone comes in. That's my favorite quote. Yeah. If anything has to advertise to you, stay away from it. <laughs> That's my general rule of thumb. Because I don't see the fruits and vegetables advertising you in the supermarket. I don't see fishes advertised to you. So stay away from anything that has to advertise to you. That's my number one rule. So that keeps you away from processed foods that way. So that's an important thing.
That sounds great. Diamond Fernandez. And uh, that's the kind of wisdom you can get in uh, Beating Heart Disease. Uh, that's your book. And you've got a new book coming out. Uh, be on the lookout for that. The Death of the Stress Test, which should be out soon. Uh, Diamond, I, I wish you all the best for the new year. And uh, we will talk to you again soon. Excellent. Well, Happy New Year to everyone. And we look forward to helping you with your heart health. Yeah. So head to heartfit.ca the HeartFit Clinic. That's their website. They're on Douglas Road in Burnaby. And uh, you can see Diamond and the folks there and they can uh, look after you. Coming up on Vancouver Consumer, today, this day, is the 70th anniversary of a grisly discovery in Stanley Park, the Babes in the Woods murders. And all those years later, the two victims just in the past year have been identified. I've got that story and I'll tell you about a great new book that's on sale now that delves into some of BC's most notorious murders and missing persons cases, including that one. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. If you like reading about true crime, Vancouver writer Eve Lazarus has a new book called Cold Case B.C., the stories behind the province's most compelling murder and missing persons cases. She's written all about true crime in Vancouver, including a great book called Murder by Milkshake. That's about a Vancouver radio personality in the 1950s who murdered his wife by poisoning the milkshakes that she would drink every day. And that guy actually worked here at CKNW many years ago. Uh, That book is called Murder by Milkshake. It's available now. Eve's latest, as I say, is Cold Case BC. And in in it, she looks at some of the province's most intriguing true crime tales, including some very strange missing persons stories. Uh, For example, three-year-old Casey Bohan, who vanished from her bed in the middle of the night. Or how about the Jack family of four who left Prince George to work in a logging camp along the infamous Highway of Tears? Never seen again. Also in the book, there's a follow-up to the story of the babes in the woods. That was when the remains of two little children, now just skeletons, were discovered in Stanley Park back in 1953. And it was actually today, January 14th, 1953, when a park board worker stumbled upon those grisly remains. It became one of our city's most infamous unsolved murders and was quickly dubbed the Babes in the Woods. One of the problems for police was that the evidence was old. The remains had been there for six years, left there sometime In 1947, the worker, Albert Tong, says he was raking leaves when he saw a skull wearing a boy's leather aviator cap. The initial coroner's exam concluded that the skeletons belonged to a boy and a girl between 7 and 10, both killed by blunt-forced trauma to the skull. Because of those findings, police ignored an eyewitness account from a logger who says that back in 1947, he dropped off a female hitchhiker at Stanley Park who was traveling along with her two sons, not a boy and a girl. Other than that, there were no leads. By the 1990s, police were able to use DNA evidence in teeth to prove that the two kids found in the park were indeed both boys. 
Well into the 1980s, the Vancouver Sun was offering a $500 reward for a clue leading to an arrest. But investigators into the Babes in the Woods case would not give up. And it was just last year, in February, almost 70 years later, when the Vancouver Police Department made an announcement, they had identified the two little boys murdered in 1947. They were brothers, Derek and David Dalton. Police had used the DNA evidence that they had and uploaded it to GED Match, the database that Ancestry.ca uses. Police were eventually able to identify the maternal grandparents of Derek and David, and over time discovered more about the boys. They grew up in BC, went to school in Kitsilino at Henry Hudson Elementary. They lived their entire lives in the province. But what they were doing in Stanley Park at the time of the death is unknown. And when they were found, there were some items nearby, including a woman's shoe, a lunchbox, children's flying helmets, and a hatchet identified as the murder weapon. The bodies were covered by a woman's coat. Derek and David were never reported missing. And the story that other family members heard was that they had been removed from the family home and had gone into government care. So the big question is, Who is the suspect? Obviously, the mother is a person of interest. Vancouver police would not name their suspect, only saying that the suspect was likely a close relative who died about 25 years ago. So that would mean that the suspect would have lived for nearly 50 years after that murder. In her book, Eve Lazarus digs into the story and even talks to family members. It's a great book. It's called Cold Case BC, and it's available in bookstores now. And that's it for this edition of Vancouver Consumer. We'll be back next Saturday at 2 o'clock. I'm Martin Strong. Uh, I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho. Uh, Stick around. The CKNW News is coming up next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.